Today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, learn the power you'll gain in your life when you spend time with God. Today we want to be very, very practical and talk about this subject, how can you have a meaningful, quiet time? Many people don't know how to do that. They want to do that, but they're not sure how to do that. And you know, they look at the Bible and they say, man, this is a really big book. How do I get to know God and and what do I do and where do I read and I'm not sure how to pray and it just seems so awkward to me and so how do I do it? That's what we want to talk about today. Many people simply do not know how to read the Bible, and consequently, they're not very good at getting a lot of meaning out of their quiet time with God. This is From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve. Thank you for joining us today as we learn four essentials about how to make time with God a life-changing experience. The message today is one of seven from Pastor Jeff's timely series for Christians called The Next Step. I'll tell you more about how to get your copy of this practical series in the format of your choice in just a bit. Right now, though, open your Bible to the 34th chapter of Exodus to learn exactly how to spend time with God. Exodus chapter 34, I'll begin reading in verse 29. And it came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand as he was coming down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him. So when Aaron, that's his brother, and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the cong- in the congregation, and returned with him. And Moses spoke to them, and afterward all the sons of Israel came near, and he commanded them to do everything that the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take off the veil until he came out. And whenever he came out and spoke to the sons of Israel what he had been commanded, the sons of Israel would see the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, so Moses would replace the veil over his face until he went in to speak with him. Moses spent time with God, and the people could tell. Here's our question. How can you spend meaningful time with God, time that would truly change your life? Four essentials. Essential number one, make it the priority. This is time with God. We're going to make it the priority of our day. What is the most important thing that you and I can do in a day? Spend time with God. Spend time with God. It is so important. Make it a priority. If you don't make it the priority of your day, it'll get pushed to the back burner. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The things that you and I worry about and stew about and fret about and fear, the Lord says, if you'll seek me first, then I'll add all those things to you. I'll take care of all those things for you. Hey, it is a great privilege to meet with God. A great privilege to meet with God. I mean, can you imagine? God is the king of everything. He is the sovereign, the king of the universe. 
and he invites us to come meet with him. Now, when you meet with God, this is what you need to remember, you're meeting with someone who loves you. He knows everything about you, and he loves you still. David said, my God, in his loving kindness, will meet me. God loves you. He has loyal love for you, and in his loving kindness, he will meet you. And so I'm meeting with someone who loves me, and I'm meeting with someone who is for me. I love Psalm 56, verse 9, where David says, This I know that God is for me. This I know that God is for me. God's not against me. He is for me. And it says in Romans chapter 8, if God be for us, who can be against us? So I'm meeting with someone who loves me through and through, someone who wants the best for me, someone who is for me, someone who has all power and all authority. Man, what a privilege to meet with God. So make it the priority of your day. Carve out time to spend with God. Now, I encourage you to make that the first part of your day. Because in the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer, we call it, uh, the Lord says, uh, teaches us, give us this day our daily bread. You don't pray for daily bread at the end of the day. You pray for daily bread at the beginning of the day. And so it's best to meet with God first thing. You give him the first part of your day. And not only do you make it a priority, but you prepare the place. You have a special place. Moses had a special place that he would go to meet with God. It says in Exodus 33, now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, a good distance from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting. And it came about that everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. You need to have a special place that you go to meet with God. Now that might be on your back porch, or it might be in your backyard, might be in your bedroom, might be in an office in the house. It might be in the den. Debbie and I go to the den, and that's where we have uh, our quiet time where we seek the Lord. Hey, it might be you are a stay-at-home mom with little kids, and your life is just so hectic. Your special place might be the bathroom because that's the only place that the kids leave you alone, at least for a few minutes before they're knocking on the door. Hey, mom, uh, come get me, help me, do whatever. But maybe it's there. Maybe it's your car. And that's your special place to just be alone with God. Wherever it is, make it a special place. Make it a priority. It is important you're spending time with God. So that's the first essential. Make it the priority. Because if you don't see it as important, if you don't see it as the priority of the day, it gets pushed back until it doesn't happen. Second essential, understand the purpose. Understand the purpose. Why are you doing this? Why are you having this time with God. What is the purpose? Look what it says about Moses. Exodus 33, verse 13. He's talking to God, and he says, Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you. That I may know you. What's the purpose of meeting with God? so that we would get things from God, so that we could pray and bring our laundry list of things that we need, our grocery list. Well, God, I need this, and I need this, and I need that. Is that what the purpose is? No. The purpose is that you would know him, to know God. Now, when Moses said, Lord, 
I want to know you. The word for know in Hebrew is the word yada, Y-A-D-A, yada. And it's the same word that's used to say an Adam had relations with his wife Eve and she gave birth to a son. It's to know intimately and personally. And he said, God, I want to know you in an intimate, personal, deep way. And that's the purpose of a quiet time. We meet with God to get to know him better. The passion of the apostle Paul's heart, he gives it to us in Philippians chapter 3. He said, more than that, I count all things to be lost, lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. What was the driving passion in Paul's life? To know him. Now, did Paul not know Jesus? You say, did he not ever uh, have an encounter with Jesus? Yes, of course. That's how he got saved on the road uh, to uh, Damascus. He had an encounter with the risen Christ. He came to know Jesus in a saving way that day. But now he wanted to grow in his knowledge of God, in his experience with God, in his depth of relationship with the Lord. And that drove him. That was the passion of his life. That's the purpose of a quiet time, is to get to know God better. And why is that so important? Because as you get to know God better, you love him more. And that's the greatest commandment of all. When Jesus was asked, what is the great commandment? He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. So we meet with God to know him better. We meet with God so that we can love him more and grow in our love for him. Now, you mark this down to spend time with God is to know God, and to know God is to love God. Now, I can't really love God until I know God, and I can't really know God until I spend time with God. Your life will change. Your love for God will grow as you spend time with him, as you get to know him. So understand the purpose. Why are we meeting with the Lord? Why is this such a priority? Because as I meet with God, I get to know him better. As I get to know him better, I love him more, and that is the greatest commandment of all. I love what Rick Warren says. He says when he gets up in the morning, he, he sits in his bed, And he just says, God, if I don't do anything else today, I want to end this day saying, I know you a little better, and I love you a little more. And at the end of the day, if I can say, God, I know you a little better, and I love you a little more, it was a good day. It was a good day. I don't care what else happens. It was a good day because I fulfilled the greatest commandment. So understand the purpose. Essential number three, bring the particulars. Bring the particulars. You say, what is that? Particulars. Well, the the articles that you need to spend time with God. Moses was going up to spend time with God. Exodus chapter 34 in the beginning, and Moses met God on the mountain, and God told him, you bring two tablets 
and you're going to write down the things I tell you. And so he had to bring two tablets and he had to bring a, a chisel and a hammer. He had to bring the things that he needed to meet with God. What do we bring when we have a, a time with God? We bring this book. We bring our Bible. We bring a pen. We bring paper to write things down or a journal. Maybe you bring a devotional. You definitely bring an open heart to the Lord. You know, the, the goal, really, when you think about it, us before the Lord, the Lord says that he is the potter, we're the clay. The only thing that the clay can do, the only thing that you and I can really do is to be soft clay in the hands of the master. We don't want to be hard clay. We don't want to be stubborn clay. We want to be soft clay. So I come before the Lord. I bring my Bible. I bring a pen. I bring some paper. I, I maybe have a devotional book, and I bring an open heart. I bring a soft heart. I bring a heart that says, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I want to hear from you, and I want to do what you say. So you bring the particulars to your time with God. Now, Moses was going before the Lord. He'd come into the tent of meeting to speak with God. That's what it says, to speak with God. But then he would come out and he would speak to the people what God had spoken to him. Time with God is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. We talk to him. He talks to us. We talk to him. That, that's called prayer. He talks to us. That's called reading the Bible. That's how God speaks primarily is through his word. So when we meet with God, we talk to him. We talk to him in prayer. And Moses was doing that. He would talk to God out of his heart. He would share things with God. He would ask God things. That's good. That's right. That's important to voice your request to God. Now, some people don't really know how to do that. Prayer is something that's easy on one hand. It's hard on the other hand. And people have difficulty with prayer. Let me give you a little acrostic for prayer. It's the acrostic acts. A-C-T-S. What do I do when I pray? A. A stands for adoration. I come before the Lord and I praise him and I adore him and I uh, extol God for his goodness and his grace and his faithfulness and his word and the way he's working in my life. So I, I adore God. C, I confess my sins to God. That's really important. That's important to do that up at the top of coming before the Lord. You confess your sins to God. Why is that so important? Because Psalm 66 verse 18 says this, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. If I have sin, known sin in my heart that I'm holding on to, that I say, well, this, you know, this lust is there. This, this sexual immorality is there. I'm living with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I'm sleeping with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I have this sin here, and I'm not willing to deal with it. Hey, if you regard iniquity in your heart, God's not going to hear you. If you're bitter toward a friend, a neighbor, a family member, whoever it might be, and you know you're bitter, and you're holding on to that bitterness. God says, well, you can pray all day long. I'm not going to hear your prayer. You need to get rid of that sin. If I regard wickedness, iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So I come before the Lord in confession. I pray Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thought. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the way 
everlasting. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to to cut yourself up in little pieces and, you know, inspect every little thing and you're just picking yourself apart. Well, maybe I said something I shouldn't have said. Oh, I need to confess that. Maybe I did this and that wasn't right. Maybe, maybe oh, I forgot to smile at that person at the grocery store. And you, you just beat yourself up. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not morbid introspection. It's God, here's my heart. Here's my life. If there's some sin there, show me. Show me so that I can confess it, so that I can get it out of the shadows and under your blood. Adoration, confession, T is thanksgiving. I thank God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, and everything gives thanks for this is God's will in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I thank God for the difficulties I'm facing. I thank him for uh, the way he's answered my prayer. I thank him for this. I thank him for that. I thank him for my health. I thank him for all the things that he's done for me. And then S is supplication. That's when you make your request known to God. That's when you say, Lord, I need help here and here and here and here. You pray for other people and you pray for yourself. So prayer is involved. And it's not just prayer and then Bible study. When you're reading the Bible, you pray as you read. And so it's not all just, well, I prayed, now I'm going to read. Those things interact because it's a conversation. It's not uh, just a monologue. Well, it's my time to monologue, now it's God's time to monologue. No, we go back and forth. But when we meet with God, we talk to him. And then secondly, when we meet with God, we hear from him. So I'm meeting with the Lord to hear from the Lord. Speak, Lord, as Samuel said, your servant is Listening, Jesus says over and over in the book of the Revelation during the, with the seven letters to the seven churches, Revelation chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 3, he would give a message to the church and he'd end the message by saying this, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So we need to have an ear to hear. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You know, sometimes in some churches, the pastor can get up and speak and the people aren't listening. That's not in this church. That's in another church. But sometimes you can be playing duck, duck, goose over here, and you say, well, you're up there, or you're down in here, and you say, well, you know, the pastor doesn't see me. Can you see me? If you can see me, I can see you, right? That goes both ways. And so, so we want to listen he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So it's not just I show up and I check a box. It's I show up and I really listen. I want to hear from God. And God speaks primarily through his word. His word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow. And it's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We grow. Long for the pure milk of the word that by it you may grow with respect to salvation. God speaks to us through his word. God is speaking to Moses, and he speaks to Moses, and he has Moses record what he speaks. And Moses writes the first five books of the Old Testament called the Book of Moses, the Pentateuch, the five books. That's all Moses, inspired by God, sharing with the people. So Moses is spending a lot of time talking to God and listening to God and writing down what God tells him to tell the people. Hey, it's important to spend time in the book. Now, I think it's important as you read the New Testament, obviously you want to go and read the Old Testament, but start in the New, add in the Old, 
Start in Psalms in the Old Testament. Psalms is the, is the hymn book. It's the praise book of the, the Jews. That is a great 150 Psalms. You can read several of those every day. It will encourage your heart. I read a proverb every day, 31 proverbs, uh, one for every day of the month, and that will teach you wisdom. So spend time talking to God, spend time listening to God. And then lastly, essential number four, display the proof. Display the proof. You've spent time with God. Display the proof. He said, what do you mean? Moses, after he spent time with God, everyone knew. Why? Because the skin of his face would shine. He was in the presence of God, and the glory of God was so strong that he got some afterglow on him. And the people saw Moses, and they would back up. Man, his face is shining. And Moses recognized, hey, people are afraid of me because as I spend time with God, my face begins to shine. And so he put a veil over his face so he wouldn't scare the people. But they knew there was, there was the proof that he had spent time with God. There was the glory of God on his face. All of us who know the Lord and love the Lord and walk with the Lord, we can experience the glory of God on our lives. The apostles did that. Peter and John did that when they were arrested by the Sanhedrin for preaching Jesus, and they stood up in the Sanhedrin, and they boldly proclaimed Christ. The Scripture says, Acts 4.13, when they observed the confidence of these men and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they recognized them as having been with Jesus. And a meaningful, quiet time makes you more like Jesus. That's the goal, that I'd know you, that I'd be the person that you want me to be, Lord, that you'd use me in this world for your glory, for your kingdom, that I would shine and share, shine for Christ and share what great things the Lord has done. This has truly been an important encouragement to believers everywhere to take very seriously their personal time with the Lord. Why is that so important? Because the devil is on the prowl, and he's doing everything he can to get people to ignore God, or worse, vilify him. But when you and I spend time with God, good, quality time with him in his word, the devil runs away in fear. Have you realized that many people simply don't know how to read the Bible and how to spend quality, life-changing time with the Lord? Do you experience a meaningful, quiet time with God? Pastor Jeff can help us to learn the steps to a life-changing and deeper relationship with Christ, found in his seven-message series, The Next Step. And today's lesson was the third in this series that we're airing this month, called How to Spend Time with God. The series, in the format of your choice, is our gift of thanks to you for your support to From His Heart this month of any amount. Again, you can get it on a USB flash drive, digital download, CDs, or DVDs. Simply call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org and request it when you make your gift this month. Again, ask for the series, The Next Step. And thank you for helping From His Heart take our next step in seeking to reach more and more people with the good news around the world. Thank you also for joining us today on From His Heart for the message, How to Spend Time with God, from the series The Next Step. 
I'm Larry Nobles, trusting that you're planning to spend quality time this Valentine's Day with the ones you love. And we'd love to have you right back here tomorrow for the next lesson in the Next Step series called From Student to Teacher. That's what's coming up Tuesday when Pastor Jeff Shreve will open up the Word of God and share real truth, real love, and real hope from His heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve in our 20th year broadcasting the truth and love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember that no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more about that when you go to fromhisheart.org.